All right, smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. And record on this computer. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Swing Bump Podcast. Here we have myself, Wes, and James. Uh, Toby is MIA, hasn't been responding to our messages. So Again. He, he may be dead, um, which I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but it wouldn't be the best either. So, Toby, if you're out there, we, we miss you and we want to see you again. Um, because who doesn't want to make fun of the Redskins? I mean, the Washington football team. Pardon the slur. Um, Racist. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about the surprises that we've seen in the MLB, NBA, and the NFL so far here in this crazy year of surprises that is known as 2020. And we will also will touch on hockey, James? Yes? No? Maybe so? Very, very touch. All right. We're going to touch on it lightly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So let's start the show. All right, guys. So I'm excited about today. I think we got probably a 30, 45 minute show lined up here. Let's go ahead and jump into the MLB. We started with NFL last week. Uh, James, this morning you sent me the 2020 MLB playoff picture as it stands right now. Baseball is my thing. So I'm going to walk us through baseball. James, I'm going to have you lead us through the NFL and Wes lead us through the NBA. All right. So here we go. In the American League, if it ended today, which it ends this weekend on Sunday is the last day of the regular season. Sunday, the October somethingth or September somethingth. I don't remember at this point. But anyways, Tampa Bay would be the one seed. I don't think anyone would have predicted that if the season ends today. Uh, I think I was me and Tober the only ones that said they would make the playoffs. We'd have to go. That, that was Toronto. That was Toronto. I'm Just pretty kidding. confident I had Tampa Bay making the playoffs. Just kid, continue on. Um, I think I had to make the playoffs before we even knew there was going to be eight teams. Anyways, so Tampa Bay is the one seed. The White Sox are the two seed, which we all said are up and coming. I had them at three in the division. I thought the Indians and Twins would both finish above them. And the White Sox pitching is not that great outside of Lucas Giolito, but their offense is the best offense in the American League right now. So uh, it's been really impressive. Dallas Keuchel's got an ERA about two. Yeah, yeah, Keuchel's been solid. That's true. He didn't start the whole season, though, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he's been solid. I I thought Mm -hmm. he was hurt. Yep. White Sox are the two seed. Now that could change. They're playing the Indians right now. It's tied one to one. If the Indians didn't have that eight game losing streak they had last week, they would probably be in first place. They were in first place before that streak. Um, so that really hurts them. The three seed is the A's four seed is the twins five being the Yankees six Houston Astros seven are the Cleveland Indians and eight would be the Toronto Blue Jays. So if the season ended today, which is end Sunday, like I said, the Rays would be playing the Blue Jays. The Twins would be hosting the Yankees. The A's would host the Astros. And the White Sox would host the Indians. Now, it's very interesting. The Indians are 5-2 and two against the White Sox so far this season. I think that's kind of true of a lot of these matchups. The higher seed doesn't necessarily have like a better record over um, the lower seed in a lot of these. Not necessarily all of them. Because I think the A's have kind of had the Astros number, haven't they? They've, uh, they've kind of had their way they've with had their us. way with the Astros, right? Like I did with... Fancy football this week, <laughs> like with me in beardless league. Language. Okay, but in the other league, I beat you. So. We don't discuss that league. <laughs> the league that matters way, way, way more. If you know what I mean. Um, but anyways, I think that's very interesting. In the National League, we have the Dodgers would be the one seed facing the Reds as the eight seed. The Padres would be the four seed facing the five seed Marlins, which is nuts. I don't think any of us had the Marlins making the playoffs. I sure did not. <laughs> let alone being the five seed, especially after they started the season with being on the COVID uh, Starling Marte, man. quarantine for like two weeks. But, I mean, they were good before then. They've been solid since I, the beginning I just of the had to season. say that because we thought it was stupid of a trade. Remember when they were first place above stupid. the Braves for a while? And you're like, they're not Yeah, because they had three place. games. They've had three <laughs> games. <laughs> well, they've shown to still be pretty solid. Um, somehow the depressed. Cardinals are still in the playoffs with their um, one day off in like 25 days. <laughs> um, they're the sixth seed. They'd be facing the three-seed Braves, who are the leader of their division. And then the two-seed would be the Cubs against the seventh-seed Phillies. Um, I don't see any huge surprises that are in the playoffs except for the Marlins. The Marlins are the big surprise to me. Uh, Maybe the big surprise would be that the Brewers and Nationals haven't made it. Yeah, which we said one of them, they couldn't both make it. 
because we saw that the the rest of the division was too strong. Uh, the Reds making the playoffs so far, I think that's one of those things that we said either them or the Brewers will make it, and if the Phillies make it, the Nationals can't, right? Because we knew the Braves would win the division. So yeah, I mean. the Padres, I think a lot of us had the Rockies in there too. That's a little bit of a surprise. They've Not been a I. they've been a um, welcome surprise. They've been one of the most fun teams to watch in baseball. We knew they had some stars, but they've been a very well-rounded team. Been very solid. Um, now they've got Mike Clevenger too, which means in the, these three-game series, if you have solid pitching, you've got a good chance to win them. That's why I think the Indians are going to do well. I mean, good luck facing uh, Shane Bieber, Zach Plesac, and Carlos Carrasco in your three-game series. Have fun. Easy. I mean, Aaron Savali has been great too. Aaron Savali and Tristan McKenzie coming out of the bullpen. It's not going to be a good time for opposing offenses. And we shut down the White Sox this year, so we'll see what happens. Um but I think the Tampa, Tampa will fare well in the playoffs. I think that the Twins-Yankees will be a fun series. The offense is flying high. I think the A's will take care of the Astros. But this is not our pre- playoff prediction show. Any other surprises you guys see in this? My, my biggest surprise is, is where the seeds are. I mean, mm-hmm. Yankees as a five, Astros mm-hmm. as a six. Well, that, I predicted that. But um, If you said, expect- Jake, name the three division winners of the AL East, Central, and West, I wouldn't have picked any of these three. Yeah, and the Twins, we had them a lot. Y'all had them running away with the American League, and they're sitting there I didn't. second in their division. So, Yeah, I think that... Uh, it could win it because there's about six games left. I think they're mm-hmm. a game behind. Yes, no one has clinched their division yet, I don't believe. Have they? The no? Yes. Oh, the A's, A's yes. Have. They were the first team to clinch their division, correct. Yeah. So, um, And we will tonight if we win. Is that the case? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so Tampa, Minnesota, New York... And the White Sox have all clinched a playoff spot. Um, and the A's have clinched a division. And then the Dodgers and the Padres are the only to clinch Which a playoff crazy. spot in the National that League. They'll be a four seed, and they've already clinched a spot. Well, yeah. I mean, they're two of the I best know, it teams. It's crazy. Um, I yeah. do think there's there's still probably some moving around to go. I think there will be some shuffling. A's, the A's could take that two seed where we could face the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I would much rather face the White Sox than the A's mm-hmm. in the first round. Me too. Uh, even though I have a lot of respect for the White Sox. I mean, I, I personally, I think the Indians got a good chance of making it to the ALCS because I think we match up against the White Sox really well. And when it goes to the A's, the A's have a better hitting staff or hitting rotation, I yeah. think. But I think our pitching, yes, lineup, thank you. Our pitching staff, I think, is far and away better than theirs. So I think that it, we match up with them well. The teams I don't want to face are the Twins, Yankees, and Rays, which if we face them, won't be until the ALCS. So um, if this is how it ends. National League, man, those teams are very even top to the bottom, except for the Dodgers. So I think that's going to be really fun to watch. I just hope we don't have to face the Cardinals in the first round. We just do not fare well against them. Yeah. Central. It looks like you're going to unless something changes. But we're tied with the Cubs, so it really doesn't look like we're going to. Oh, you think so? You guys are tied with the Cubs. We are tied. So if you end up, do you play them anymore this year? No, we never put the Cubs. But oh, that's right, that's right. My bad, my bad. So dumb. I was thinking that you guys were in that same little region, but of course not. Um, any players that have jumped out to you this year, either being stinkers or studs? Um, but I think the first one that really—I mean, people could probably say Tatis, but I think Nelson Cruz has. One that stood out. To I me mean, here. he's been um, a pillar of consistency his whole career. But he's just he's like it's another year. He's getting older. He started off a little rough, and then all of a sudden, maybe one game. I don't know. But all of a sudden, he just lit it up. Mm-hmm. It's been insane. Um, to see him. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing lights out. One of the highest batting average in baseball. If he were a position player, he'd be in MVP talks. But he just doesn't get the feeling. Uh, I think he's been a huge stud. People predicted Bieber to go out and have an amazing year, but I don't think anyone thought he would. I mean, he's the leader for both Cy Young and MVP right now, which is just crazy. Uh, we haven't seen a pitcher do that since Clayton Kershaw. Um, I think Mike Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski for the Giants has been a huge surprise. Um, I think else? on the flip side, you can say the Washington Nationals pitching rotation, they mm-hmm. look gassed. Garrett um, Cole hasn't been as great as we thought. No, he's been, he's been pretty good. He had like a bad week. He's yeah, been, he had one bad week, I suppose. Yeah. So he's he's been he's been very good. Just one bad week. But you Darvish, yeah, the positive side. He could win the Cy Young in the NL. Mm-mm. And then you throw okay. in some some big hitters like uh, Yelich, Bellinger, mm-hmm. and Altuve. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are big time underperforming. Yep. 
Uh, Mike Trout's not in top three for the MVP at this point. Probably first time ever. Yeah. I mean, we know that he's the most valuable player in baseball. <laughs> he's like one of those guys, like to me, back when Brady was doing his Super Bowl every year. It's like, sure, Brady might not win the MVP, but, but he's, he's, the <laughs> he's the MVP, right? Kind of how Mike Trout is now. Same thing with like LeBron James. I mean, he's down a tier from where he was in years past. But like, same thing. He was the most valuable player every year. Um, kind of like how Belichick should win Coach of the Year every year, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? And look at Mike Trout's stats. He's still hitting 291, 43 at ribbies, 16 bombs, 40 mm-hmm. runs. So he's still the, – the numbers are there, but people just kind of forget about well, it. He's on. Yeah, and the thing is, in a, such a short time frame like we have this season, it's really who's hot for a certain length of time. You get a two- or three-week stretch where you just go bananas – in a small half season, like our 60-game season like we're seeing right now, that looks amazing. And it just gives you this huge stat line that over a 162-game season, that evens out. So it's really just who gets hot for a short period of time. Because if you have a fire two weeks like Tatis did, it propels you into those um, MVP lines. Like, for instance, all of a sudden, Jose Ramirez, who is having a so-so season, now he's looking like one of the top guys in the league because he's hit 10 home runs in the last week, you know? It's just one of those things that if you catch on fire, it can propel you up into those conversations. Um, any other like stinkers that you're just like, man, this guy sucked and I did not see that coming. I'm trying to think of any of it. Oh, Lindor. There's one. He's not had a lights out season. He's hitting like 250. Um, and he's very much underperformed. He's not been Mr. Smile as everyone's known him. I mean, how about uh, Max Muncy? Yep. He's sitting under 200. We had him as like our second best first baseman this we year. We did not. Mm-mm. Some of us did. Or second baseman. I had him listed as a second baseman. Oh, well. Because he, he has played so many positions in the past. And old uh, Toby had the Diamondbacks as his uh, second team coming out of the They've West. They've been very disappointing. Been Paul Goldschmidt um, has been one of their only solid players, but we thought he had a chance to be MVP this year. Goldschmidt's on the Cardinals. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot I got traded. My B. My B. I, you know, I did that last year, too. Yeah. Because this is his second year now on the Cardinals. Whatever. Uh, I can think of a couple pitchers. I mean, maybe not off the top of my head that had just been underperforming this year that we expect to be super great. Who's that? Uh, Jack, Chris Paddock hasn't been super great. Mm-hmm. He had a great um, year Jack, last year. I don't know about Jack Flaherty. I don't really actually know his stats. But we thought he was the one to Cy Young. Me and Wes did, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's picking it up. Uh, but still not not the guy we thought he would be. Just it's been an interesting year. It's been like whatever you expect is probably not going to happen. Well, and to me personally, like this has been one of the most interesting baseball seasons in a long time. Um, there's been a lot to follow. I've been watching a lot of games. I've just wanted to consume baseball so much just because we had the drought of no sports. And now, like, every time there's something going on, I'm like, what is it? Is it tennis? Is it golf? What's going on? I need to watch it because <laughs> I just want to be involved with it. And this baseball season has had so many moving parts that the storylines that you follow all year have really been very interesting. Um, I feel like I watched baseball, actually. I was watch- I was like, the NBA Finals or whatever finals or Braves Conference game. Finals. I chose the Braves game, which mm-hmm. is not normal. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching thing. football over the baseball games. Well, I will always um, use football over everything, probably. Which, I don't know if that's necessarily always true. I mean, once the playoffs start, I'll choose the baseball playoffs over it. I um, mean, there's only 16 football games in the yeah. season. There's 60. Yeah. It's like, look, I watched baseball six other days this week. Today's Sunday. I watched football today. <laughs> um, doesn't mean I won't follow the baseball games on my phone or whatever. Um, but that's baseball. I can't think of really anything else I want to touch on there. How about the uh, different rule changes we've had so far? Anything that jumped out to you about that so far this season? I haven't minded the three pitchers or three batters per pitcher. I'm, and I'm, it's really it, – sorry. Go ahead, Wes. Uh, I was just going to say, and a lot of players have kind of voiced especially pitchers, the uh, runner on second base going into nine, not nine innings mm-hmm. or going in, into extra innings. Uh, I you know, hate that one. I'm not a big one. I'm not a big fan of that one. I'll, it, I'll be glad to see that one go. So to me – the idea is you want to create more interesting baseball, right? With a faster pace of play, get these games done quicker, have more action, right? To me, it's made less interesting baseball because all I'm seeing is the first guy sack bunts. If he gets it down, you see a sacrifice fly. There's no play at home. And it's just been entirely boring to watch. Um, or you see people intentionally walk the first guy so double play is in order because that base doesn't matter, right? And I just, it has been a huge advantage to the first team that gets to go. 
Second team has a lot of pressure put on them. And I feel like the home team should have that advantage. I think it just really throws off some of the ways that baseball is supposed to work. And it turns it into some other product that I just have not been a fan of watching. Uh, it makes you strategize a certain way than you want to work as a team. If you're a team based off of hitting power and home runs and holding the other team to certain um, runs and potential to score runs, now you have to become this team that plays small ball. And I just don't like the way it forces teams to adjust that way. I don't like that at all. And it's very lucky, I feel. Very luck-driven, personally. So I, mean, I can see fan. why they did it for Me this too. season. But it, it's... I watched the Braves game. They actually went 12 innings or something like that. It was like sack, but uh, they pop it up, pitcher catches it, next guy flies out, next guy flies out. It's like, it's so stupid because these people are, that are hit, normally hit good are now trying to put down sacrifice bunts just to get into third. And it's mm-hmm. just really annoying. Yeah, I've seen way too many sacrifice bunts to be happy with this year. But the Indians do that every year because Terry Francona apparently loves sacrifice bunts. Drives me crazy, but he continues to do it anyways. Coming from a guy who owns a record with sack bunts. Hey. Just because I'm a legend at bunting for Maranatha University and our uh, all-time career leader with sack bunts doesn't mean I want to see these guys who can hit 450-foot bombs putting the ball 10 feet down the line. <laughs> okay? Because guess what? I can't hit 450 bombs. <laughs> so it made sense when I sack bunt. But when Francisco Lindor comes up here and bunts one down the third baseline just to get thrown out at first, drives me a little crazy. We just needed a 60-game season for you to get that 450-foot bomb, Jake. Oh, if, so that, if we had a more than a 20-game season, I'd have at least like 10 home runs a year. All right. Um, yeah. So maybe I can sack bunt. So if they need – look, hey, MLB, I know you're listening. If you need someone who can't hit and you want to <laughs> use him to sack bunt, I'm your guy. But those guys that you have that do hit, let them hit. Okay. Let them cook. That's what they're paid millions of dollars for. Now, James says let them cook. I think that brings us into a great segue into letting the chef, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. do his cooking. Because that boy has been cooking the last two weeks. He's boy, had two he's nearly cooking. perfect games. Five touchdowns against the Patriots this week. And how many did he throw against the uh, Falcons? He had three, but he had a Russian one as well yeah. or something like that. The guy's amazing. Uh, surprise of this year. Am I surprised Russell Wilson's amazing? Absolutely not. Am I surprised he's balling out like this? Yes, because that's not how the yeah. Seahawks have played in the past. They've been a running team. But he complained a little bit. The fans complained. Like, look, you've got the most efficient passer in the NFL in the last five years. How about we let him see what more volume looks like? And you know what it looks like? A whole lot more points. And yet they somehow almost lost. Video game. defense is a the defense it's is a little rough. They talked about how they play based off time of possession, mm-hmm. and they don't have that anymore now. But right. you're putting up 40 points. It's not that big. And I think it's a, a cool thing that we've seen Pete Carroll do. He's been able to adjust the team that he has. When he had an amazing defense, he was able to use that as a strength and use running as a strength. They tried doing that last year. Did it work out super well? No. They didn't have the defense that they had in the past. So, yeah, their running game was still really strong. But then that meant that the next team came in and scored a touchdown quick. If you didn't get your touchdown rushing the ball, you're falling behind. And now you run out of time at the end of the game to catch up. And Russell Wilson had to pull off miracles to stay in games at the end of the game. Now Russell Wilson's getting these miracles going in the first quarter. And the other team's trying to play catch up. I mean, through two games, he's got nine touchdowns. You can't, uh, nine can't argue with touchdowns. That. And the only interceptions he's thrown have been off tip passes. Yeah. Which should have been caught. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Olson's like playing volleyball with the football on Here. Sunday. <laughs> Boink, bump, set, spike. <laughs> um, but yeah, Devin or was Devin McCourty? Yeah, yeah. He ran that back for a pick six. That was an amazing game. Uh, Cam Newton looked like MVP. It looked like he had two MVP candidates on the field. I can't believe he almost threw for four hundred yards. He never 397 does that. Three hundred and ninety-seven yards. Julian Edelman had a career high in yardage at one hundred seventy-nine, and he had like. A broken back. I think he tore his ACL during the game, and his leg was out of his left arm. <laughs> his the leg guy was facing the wrong way. <laughs> the guy was beat up, and he is just he. The guy is one of the toughest people I've ever seen football. Jim Edelman, um, but man, Newton didn't have to run for everything like he did against Miami. He was throwing lasers. That was one of the biggest surprises to me is to see how strong Cam Newton looked on Sunday night. He looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks fantastic. Like. That's, I mean, that's all you can say. That's all I can say. He looks, he looks fantastic. Imagine, imagine if he had good wide receivers. He took a year off, though. I think that just really helped him. Just, I like, mean, help him heal up. And he, seems, he was, he was in bad shape. And he seems like he's got a really good perspective on the game too. 
like his press conferences and the way he dresses everything. He's nah, focusing. I can do without that. Really? I said not I the way he so dresses. Ugly. The way he addresses. Addresses. Uh, uh, no, the way he dresses, like, I'm not on board with. Okay. <laughs> you got to be more specific with your us. No, the way that he's been working with the media and talking about leading the team and becoming a better player, a better person, um, being mature and focusing on improving every day. Like, sure, it's the things you hear players say, you want to hear players say, but he seems really genuine about it. And it's not the way we've really seen Cam Newton in the past. I think we have a a different person than we had in in uh, Carolina. I think it's because he's with the right program, and he's got a big chip on his shoulder. Oh yeah, he does. He's getting paid veteran minimum to play for the Patriots because of so many teams passing up on him. The, here's another surprise: Nick Hundley is making more than him. There, were, I read Johnny book about Nick Hundley. Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. Yeah. Whatever Hundley. But so Nick Mullins is also making more than him as well. Um, I just combined them. No big deal. There are a lot of players who were signed this year to be um, by other football teams, a lot of quarterbacks, who are making more than him. Colt McCoy was signed this year in a deal making more than Cam Newton. Colt McCoy. has probably signed a contract that probably is going to be worth more than his. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, base base salary. Base base salary. salary. He does have about $7 in incentives, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, he's definitely outplaying that contract for sure, sure. I hope the Patriots extend him because I would love to see this guy our quarterback for the next five years. I'd love it. But that's been a huge surprise for me. I mean, I thought Cam Newton had the ability to do something like this, but he did not look like he was a tier below Russell Wilson. They, these two guys looked amazing on Sunday night. Um, what are some other surprises? The Oakland Raiders won last night. That was a huge and surprise. They look really good, honestly. Yeah, their offensive line looked solid. Darren Waller. Ugh, hate him. I was <laughs> listening to uh, a quick update. ESPN James was beating me in fancy league last night by like it, twenty something it was only points. Twenty five. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot. So I, I wasn't had really expected. I had Mark Ingram, Darren Waller, end up beating him by like forty. Alvin Kamara. That's okay. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. My bad. Um, um, I was listening to some podcast or something. They were talking about, you know, when Khalil Mack was traded, it was like, oh, oh it's so stupid. And I, I'm I'm one of the people that would like to wait and see what happens. Like even with the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I mean I I know it seems stupid, but I like to wait and see what actually happens before um, you judge it. Yeah, and so Las Vegas to Khalil Mack trade is working out better for them. Honestly, the Bears I mean, they aren't Josh winning Jacobs, games. They got uh, Henry Ruggs, I think, in that trade, or some one of those people, either Ruggs or Edwards. Jonathan Abrams was one of them. And there you go. See, it's just working out for them, and I just think that. People hate on John Gruden. I mean, he's not probably the best like in-game coach in the world, but he's but been he's solid. A very good. He's creating yeah, he's a winning good. program. He has. If you ask me, one of the things that like is most important for a football team specifically, it's that like clubhouse. Um, culture. What's that, Wes? Culture. 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 Exactly. And he is creating a winning team culture that I think even if he was to leave. It's something that with those players, it would carry on, right? Because he's developing that winning attitude. Something that a lot of teams don't have. Like, for instance, the Cleveland Browns haven't had that for 15, 20 years, right? They need to create that winning culture where they get used to winning, and winning is the expectation. And I think that's what's starting to happen in Oakland, and it's been really impressive. Yeah, um, I really like how that guy Gruden is. He's <laughs> he's really working that spider 2 wide banana with Derek Carr. and uh, That was actually a pretty solid impersonation. I'm not going to lie. Thank you very much. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. <laughs> is that uh is that a hard knocks yeah. quote? I figured. He did he did that every single episode. Knock All on right. wood if you're with me, man. Um here's yeah, something that I think you guys will yeah. enjoy talking about. One of the greatest games we've seen in a while was the Cowboys versus Falcons game this week. It was not the greatest game. It was actually a horrible game. It was, it was we dominated, they dominated, and my team's an idiot. <laughs> my teams are idiots. That onside kick, the end of the Falcons Cowboys game. I just don't even understand. I understand it's got to go ten yards. For if it goes ten yards, you're in trouble. No, it's got to go ten yards for the Cowboys to touch it. The yeah, Falcons so can touch it at though, any point. That's what I'm saying. Like I think I'm assuming, assuming they were waiting and hope it went out of bounds. So, or it so what, I saw, what I saw, he kicked it kind of towards the five, about five yards down the field. And they were like, oh, it's not going to make it. But he kicked it with so much spin. That thing spinned all the way to the 10. And they're, when it got there, they're like, oh, crap. I just don't get it. You have one job as you're on the hands team. It's to fall on the ball. That's it. Like, all right, guys, special teams practice today. We're going to work on onside kicks. 
So you eight guys line up over here. You three over there. You eight, if the ball comes anywhere close to you, jump on it before the Cowboys do. That's it. Practice done. Apparently, Dan Quinn never said that because the ball is kicked to them and they're like, hey, fellas, what do we do here? Uh, you get it. No, you get it. Let the Cowboys get it. We don't want to touch it. It's like a hot potato. <laughs> All right. Here's a hot take. If we lose this week, I, I'm questioning if they're going to keep Dan Quinn for the whole season. Well, that's what I said before the season started, right? I thought Dan Quinn should have got fired last year. Um, but they ended up the season on a winning streak, right, James? Yeah. Yeah. I think they won some of their last eight. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the only reason he's still here. Because if it's not for that, he should be fired. Ever since they lost to the Patriots in that Super Bowl, they've been an underperforming team. Matt Ryan's still been amazing. Julio Jones has been amazing. They've had weapons all over the place. But Dan Quinn, this defensive coach, since he defense. <laughs> cannot put together a good defense. Can't do it. I think that he needs to be. He needs to go. And we have good players. I mean, we have Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. Um, I like AJ Terrell. We yeah. have, we have good players. If you say so. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, they're they're facing the two and and0 Bears. If the Falcons don't win, they're in. He's in serious jeopardy. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of faith. In and them. the Bears, they haven't looked great, but somehow they've pulled together some wins. They haven't played any great teams really. Um, they played the the Lions, and Lions, who did they play this week? One. Um, bears, the Bears play. Forget all of a sudden the Giants. Giants, yeah. Without Saquon. Yeah, gosh, we can talk about the injuries here in a few minutes. I don't really want to spend too much time on that because everyone kind of knows it already happened. Um, here's a surprise for me: through two weeks, Hunt or Derrick Henry has zero touchdowns. And I'm pretty sure he leads the league in carries. He's second in the league in rushing yards. Does lead the league in carries. Um, that's gonna change. I hope so, at least, because I need him to for my fantasy team. Uh, but that's just been a weird thing because Ryan Tannehill has been throwing all the touchdowns. I mean, the guy's good. He's been lights out. He really has. Well, they're loading up on Henry and, you know, Tannehill's executing. Surprise about, number. Oh, go ahead. How about the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, week two wasn't a big surprise, but week one, beating the Niners. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too surprised about the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray could have an MVP-like season. Now, granted, a lot of these quarterbacks are looking really solid through week two. I don't think he's the front runner, but the guy is running and passing extremely well. He, they look really solid. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't look like a bottom five team right now. They simply don't. They've beaten um, – they – Beat the they Colts. Almost beat ten, and they almost beat Tennessee. And they almost beat Tennessee. They put up Should almost have, 30 probably. points against them. Yeah. Um, so they've played, Tennessee has a very good defense, yeah, too. Yeah, they, they've played two really good teams. They've played them very well. Josh Allen throwing for over 400 yards. Yeah, he might be the MVP right now. I mean, it's two weeks in, but yeah. he's by far the best player, I think, in the league. I'm, I would still give the edge to Russ, probably. Uh, I forgot about Russ. Um, but Josh Allen <laughs> has looked amazing as well. Right now, number one in the standings in the NFC East, your Washington football team. Bless them. They're one and one. They have the biggest point differential. Oh. Or actually, they don't. Wait, how come they're above the Cowboys on the standing? Let's well, see. because they beat the, the probably scoring Eagles. differential. Oh, because they they won in in division. They beat the Eagles. That's what it is. In division. Uh, just so you know, just to throw this out there, Josh Allen's leading. All NFL and pass yards tied for second in touchdown passes. Of course, that's because what Russ is of freaking nature. Mm-hmm. He has no interceptions. His QBR is the fourth best. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely up there. And Ru- only thing is, Russell Wilson has like eight incompletions I, on the year. I mean, I think Wilson's number one. I, yeah. I just I would put about Josh him. Allen at two. So far, Josh Allen at two. It's definitely not Mahomes or Lamar Jackson who both had, I mean, they had mediocre weeks this week. Now, look at Mahomes. That game yeah. was crazy. I want to touch on Jackson. I don't mean to say he had a mediocre week. He did not have to do anything because their defense gave him a 20-yard field every single drive because they absolutely shut down whatever that whippy team was they played this week. Well, the Texans also gave them a lot of short fields, too, oh. with going for it on fourth down on the 30-yard line. It was the horrendous. Person. The Texans are another surprise to me. They they look bad. Well, they've played also two the great Chiefs teams. and the Ravens. They have, but I expected them to compete. With these yeah, teams. you can be see some of the one of these days you have to compete with these teams mm-hmm. if you want to beat them. They are right. not even competing. No, they're they're getting, they got blown out last year. They're getting blown out this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made the playoffs. I think that it's kind of like the you know the Super Bowl hangover that we're seeing the 49ers go through more or less. I mean, granted, they lost like half their team, but <laughs> the Texans they had they were at an all time high. They're up 14 uh, in the uh, 
or how much were they up on the Chiefs in that game? Like 21? 24-0 in the first quarter. 24-0 in the first quarter, and you lose that game. That is hard to recover from, even in a year's time or six months' time. And I think that they're still trying to reel from that loss. You go from, we are about to go to the AFC Championship, to we got knocked out and had one of the worst games in NFL history. They lost in the first round, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but they, they they didn't play a wild card. They were a division winner. So. Oh, yeah. They, they beat the Bills in the first round, barely. Yeah. yeah. So it was the divisional round, not the wild yeah. card round. Yeah. Um, but I think that they are just ha- still struggling with the uh, loss from that game because they don't look like the same team. Granted, they don't have De- DeAndre Hopkins anymore, and I think it's really showing. Watson doesn't have the options to throw to. And once Will Fuller went down. Shocker. Man. Yeah. Who would have thought? Speaking of, Singletary did better than him. Yeah. Dude, James, with that, we are killing it. So me and James (laughs) co-own a team. And two weeks ago, we were arguing about, should we start Will Fuller or Devin Singletary? I said Fuller, and he outscored Singletary by like eight points. So this week, we were arguing about it again. I was like, I don't know. It's a PPR league. I said we go with Fuller. James like, I don't know. I think we go with Singletary. I was like, look, we picked my guy last week. We'll pick your guy this week. It worked again. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> we were going to win with no running back there, but we yeah, won. <laughs> we smashed. We smashed. Um, Green Bay Packers look amazing. Uh, they're, they're looking like one of the best teams in football. Maybe that draft wasn't so crazy. Who knows? No, it was crazy. Nah, it, was. it would be even better. <laughs> if they had a better receiver and didn't have to throw Devontae Adams all the time, they'd be better. Aaron freaking Jones popped off this week. That was nuts. Um, Buccaneers still don't look amazing to me. Leonard Fournette played a really solid game. Granted, most of, those, said it again? Most, said it again? Of, most of those yards he got were on one play in garbage time. I don't see a problem. Most are, all his games are usually on one carry, but yeah. he still has a good week. Um, now... Well, it was a 46-yard run. He ran for 100, 103, so 11 He had, carries. like, 10 carries for, like, what, like 57 50 yards. yards. Yeah. Yep. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, no, he wasn't bad. He was, by no stretch of the imagination, bad. Granted, he was playing the Panthers, and their defense is literal trash. Um, but Ronald Jones asshole. was looking good, too. He fumbled, and is he going to be benched for the season? Bruce Arians does that kind of stuff. We'll see. I hope so, because I got Fournette in a bunch of leagues just waiting. The NFC West has three 2-0 teams, and one of the only team that's not 2-0 is the Niners. It's a surprise. Um, any other surprises you guys see in the NFL so far? The Chargers. The freaking Chargers. Yeah. Chargers should have beat the Chiefs. They had it. They should have. I don't know. It was fourth and like one inch. Fourth and one on your own side of the field. It's overtime. And you're going to give the ball. Against the, against the Chiefs. To Patrick Mahomes, the reigning Super Bowl MVP. You're going to say, here, Pat, we're not going to let you score. All you got to do is kick a field goal, and we're going to hold you to less than 50 yards this drive. Good freaking luck. You're not stopping Pat Mahomes getting in field goal range when Harrison Bucker can kick the ball 60 yards. <sighs> I mean, it, it's just not going to happen, dude. And they, they tried it. They did when you, a decent job that game stopping him, but in overtime? Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to go for it there. On your side, or on the opponent's side of the field at fourth and one, all you need to do is try to get in range of a field goal so you can at least get the tie. But you're going to say, you know what? We're just going to let you guys have a shot at it. Because even if you do stop them and get the ball back, you're getting like a minute left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, you're not even trying to win at that point. You're just hoping that you can stop with a tie. So I didn't like that from Anthony Lynn. I thought he should have made a better decision there. Um, but, but they look but solid. The biggest thing from this game was obviously Justin Herbert. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, not Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Tyrod yep. Taylor had chest pain. Apparently it was like pretty serious chest pain. Like, it couldn't breathe. Um, and so, at the last minute, they put Justin Herbert in, and the guy went bananas. Breaking news. Giants and running back Devontae Freeman now officially have agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $3 million. He turned down more money from other teams because he likes the opportunity with the Giants the best. Oh, you think? Um, yeah, he's – so, Saquon Barkley injured for the whole year with a torn ACL, which is huge. It's a huge bummer. I feel bad for the guy. Poor guy's got no line. Do I expect much success from Devontae Freeman this year? Nope. I think one it of the- could be. It could be kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to do good. Don't make that wrong. But it could be like Kenyon Drake last year. I mean, you look at David Johnson, Arizona, horrible line, did horrible. Kenyon Drake went there and he tore it up. Now, I'm not saying that going to happen but i'm saying there's a possibility of it okay but here's the way there's opportunity for him to get the ball a lot but if i look at it i see uh 
The only person, there's two people I think that can succeed in the Giants running back position. Their names are Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Because I think they're the only two guys that are talented enough to be so elusive that... I think Ava Kamara could probably fit. Yeah, probably. Um, but they're so elusive and you have to have a quarterback who's willing to dump it behind your line because you're not running past that offensive line because that offensive line pretty much is like a matador with the cape going Toro and just lets the bowl run right on by because poor, uh, Saquon is just getting lit up every time he he uses the ball. I feel bad for him. Uh, if I were him, I'd be requesting a trade at the end of this year. I don't want to play for that team anymore. The camp. Well, he's me. been taking some stuff. Down. Yeah, he took down all of his Giants uh, photos on. Which I don't look Instagram. into that too much. I think that's a little petty. I think he's just kind of mad because the season's over. We'll see what happens. I mean, his agent honestly is going to control all of that stuff, not him. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. I blame Nate Solder. You blame Nate Solder? He's yeah, one of the worst blockers. Anything else you want to talk about in the NFL? I mean, outside the injuries, I, nothing really. Nothing I don't really. really do you guys want to talk about the injuries? I mean, no. I mean, we either. just hit the main ones. I mean, Barkley out for the year. Cortland Sutton out for the year. CMC four to six weeks. Uh, it looks like Chris Godwin's going to come back from his concussion this week. Sammy Watkins three to five. Yep. Bosa, ACL. Nick year. Bosa out, out for the year. Uh, George Kittle still injured. Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows how long he'll be out? He might be back next week. Um, Michael Thomas is still going to be out for a few more weeks. I mean. I've never seen. I mean, you always Devontae get, Adams got hurt too, didn't he? Yes, but he should be back this week. Okay. The, uh, Matt Lafleur said that he Adams wanted to go back into the game, but Lafleur no said worries. we've got such a big lead. Why risk it? If it gets close, we'll put you back out there. But right now, why risk it? Just take the rest of the game off. Get healthy so you can come back next week, which I think was a smart decision. Yep. So, um, all right, that's our NFL talk. Should we do trivia now, then NBA, or NBA then trivia? I can do NHL real quick. Oh yeah, just touch on the shell real quick. All the all the NHL fans out there. Uh, all right, Canada, to, listen up. <laughs> uh, it's actually in the Stanley Cup Finals right now. It's going to be Game Three coming up tomorrow. Um, it's Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Um, the only think, NHL game I've ever been to is Dallas Stars. Well, let's see. I've actually the only one I've been to is Atlanta Thrashers, and well, they're not even a team anymore. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay is the favorite. Um, Dallas is the hot team. Um, and I heard an interesting stat about Tampa Bay. Um, this playoffs, <laughs> they are 6-0 and in games that they lost the game before. So if you win every game after you lose, I mean, there's, there's like no momentum that's going to be given to the other team. Um, mm. I think that's really cool. Um, and I think that's why they've made it this far. I mean, you win if you have – if you're the um, – win the first game that you're pretty much guaranteed to win this series and they've won all their series pretty easily and i, I just don't see them losing to dallas uh dallas is the hot team but it looks like tampa bay slowing them down um even though it's one to one dallas won game one tampa bay won game two um so it should be good um i don't know who's gonna win i think tampa bay is gonna win but that's your quick nhl hits Ooh, nhl hits i like it that was a great game back in the day it mm. was so much fun. nfl blitz nhl hits NBA Street, right? Mm-hmm. And what do they call the baseball one? Oh, Slugfest. So, the quick update. Indians win tonight. They clinch an NFL or a, a playoff NFL. spot. NFL. <laughs> Indians win tonight. They clinch a playoff spot. And in the top of the ninth with one out, just struck out Jose Abreu. Whew, he tied one to one. MVP candidate. He is an MVP candidate. He's had a great year. But he just looked like a buffoon right there. Hey, Jose, I could have struck out three pitches. All right. That's our NHL hits. We have no high heat for you guys today. So let's go ahead and move into NBA talk. We are in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Currently, the Miami Heat have a 2-1 lead over Boston Celtics. And the Lakers a 2-0 lead over the Denver Nugs. Wes, give us an update. Well, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the Nuggets, like Jake said, are in the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers look every bit like the best team in the league. Uh, they are taking care of business, although the Nuggets did make it very interesting. They last stole game. game two from the Anthony Nuggets. Davis with a dagger, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was something special. I mean, the Nuggets came roaring all the way back, take the Again. lead, last 30 seconds, and then Anthony Davis just started. I'm so mad. That shot, that shot reminded me of Kawhi Leonard's game winner last year. In the playoffs. It's almost way smoother. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Kawhi's was like 95% luck. Um, 
but it just reminded me of you know the intensity and the importance of that shot. It swung. Yeah. It's swinging the series. It was a game winner, buzzer beater. It was huge. Um, so yeah, the Lakers up 2-0. Um, you know, you, you never know with the Nuggets. Well, so we'll see. Uh, my favorite series and our my prediction for the Eastern Conference Finals is the Celtics and Heat. Uh, Heat Heat went up early 2-0. Celtics had a really, but the Celtics were up the first two games mm-hmm. like pretty substantially and just lost it. Game three, they took care of business. And uh, this is this game. This series is going seven. It's it's a great series. I you think so. If Miami have- wins tonight. Or tomorrow, yeah, tonight, tomorrow. If they win tomorrow, then I think that it, they end it in six games. It's going seven. Celtics are winning it in seven. Oh, bold strategy, Cotton. See if it pays off for you. What about uh? So, what would be your preferred series to see at this point, James? I I would love to see L.A. and Miami. I think they match up so well with each other. Um, I just want to see Jimmy against LeBron, mm-hmm. and I want to see uh, Bam against AD. It'd be so fun to watch. West. Now, granted, Boston, LA, the history there, I It'd think that would crazy, be amazing. Man. That'd be awesome to but, see. Wes? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> Miami matchup-wise might match up a little bit better than, than the Celtics, but the Celtics just have the star power, I think. Uh, because, like, Lakers, LeBron James is – Better than Jimmy Butler. Anthony Davis is much better than Bam Adebayo. And so there's not any matchup that the Miami Heat are better than them at, mm-hmm. except maybe point guard, uh, even though LeBron's playing point guard. So, Which is crazy. Uh, you know, so uh, I think the Celtics have a little bit more star power, and you're not going to be able to out – you're not going to be able to match up out the Lakers. You're just going to have to beat them straight up because you're better. So I think the mm-hmm. Celtics have a better team. I hope the Celtics and Lakers play. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good, interesting NBA Finals. All right. So, any surprises that you've seen in the NBA bubble that really jumped out to you? What team really disappointed you in this bubble? The Clippers, obviously. The one that jumped out to me, too, was the Bucks. Uh, they came in, I thought, being the clear favorite in the East, and they just really underwhelmed me. Yeah, I, I thought... Mean, yeah, go ahead, boy. Sorry. Well, I was going to say the Clippers as well, and... Uh, in the Eastern Conference, yeah, the, the Bucks. That I mean, they were very disappointing. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of, except for the uh, Clippers. But honestly, the disappointing thing for me wasn't even that that this team lost. It was that they lost a player. So the Dallas Mavericks in the first round mm. were giving the, the Clippers tons of problems. And I think if Kristaps Porzingis doesn't go down, mm-hmm. they might even beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. We might be talking about a different Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, that was very disappointing for me uh, to see Porzingis go down because the Mavericks were great in the first round. Uh, so that was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'll say the, the probably the, the thing I enjoyed the most was clearly the Mitchell and Murray matchup. Um, it was just exciting to watch. And then watching um, – it seems like a lot of Nuggets talk, but but watching um, – I just forgot his name. Michael Porter Jr. No, the, the, the big guy. Jokic. Jokic, sorry. Oh, yeah. Just watching him and and this and the series against the Clippers just take over. That last game, he just completely dominated that entire game, and they blew them out of the water. Yeah, it was and just he didn't, he amazing. Didn't even really score that much. He had like twelve. He points, did everything else. But he had twenty-two rebounds and like seventeen assists. It was something insane. I almost totally biffed this episode by not mentioning that the Big Ten is returning to NCAA football. I will and be able. SEC. And the SEC, but the SEC was already going to play. But I can watch the Wolverines play this year. And I'm so excited. I can't wait. We start the season off against Wisconsin. Should that's be a, this weekend? Uh, I think it's next weekend, actually. Yeah. Oh, ours is this am weekend. I, am I, saying, it sorry. might even be October uh, that we start. Because I know that a lot of teams weren't, they weren't even practicing. Uh, we only have an eight-game season, which I'm fine with. So we'll just see what happens. I, I don't know how they're going to – I don't even think the league knows how they're going to handle national championships and stuff yet. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. I am just so excited that I get to watch Michigan play because I felt like we had a really solid team coming up this year. Granted, our two best receivers, one transferred to Texas and the other is going to opt out of the season, prepare for the draft. So that really sucks um, because our receiving core was by far the strength of our team. So do I think we'll be the best team in football? Negative, but I can watch football. So I'm really excited about that. Um, can we uh, – Can we? I just, just... – this was I told you about this, Jake, but I thought this was the funniest thing about uh, the Big Ten coming back. Um, 
we talked about Nebraska. Oh yeah, <laughs> and how they were when this all was going down. They were like, "We'll play." Don't they, care who wants to play. They Anybody did, wants to come up here. They did a they vote where uh, they said asked every program to vote on who whether they wanted to have the season or not. Twelve out of the fourteen teams said no season. Two of them said yes, and then, like you said, James, Nebraska goes and says, "We don't care. We'll play whoever. Does that be Big Ten teams? We'll play anybody." And then what happens, James? And then the schedule comes out. Opening day, they got to face Ohio State. <laughs> They're gonna lose <laughs> sixty-five to ten. I guarantee it. Right like, here, now, you want to play? Oh, you could play. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Oh, See what happens. Com- it's gonna be so bad. Have it's fun be a playing. Forty-five of these sixty players will be in the NFL <laughs> compared to your three. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see it start up here. Um, Indians got runners in first, or the White Sox have runners in first and third, with two outs, and then top of the ninth. So I'm pretty. I thought scared. you said you won. No, no. I Did said say that, that we just struck out Jose Abreu and was tied one to one. I thought you said they clinched the spot in the playoffs. Big K, big K. All right. So that is the content portion of the show. I'm loving today's show so far. The energy is great. You know what it is? I had a good day at school. My kids like listened to me today. The middle class? Yeah. The middle class too. It was great. Um, I I had I told this kid who gets up who I counted, I, I tallied last week how many times he got out of his seat without permission. Forty-four times in five class periods. So I said, All right, you're getting up an average of nine times per period. Let's cut that in a third. You think we can do that? I like baseball, you like baseball. He's like, Yeah, I love baseball, Mr. Vossen. I said, All right, so you get three strikes and you're out. If you stay, get it in your chair less than three times, no foul balls, less than three times, then I will bring in candy for everyone tomorrow. So everyone hold Braden accountable and don't let him get out of the seat. That kid got up one time and we almost had a mob. <laughs> They're like, sit down, Braden. We want our candy tomorrow. So that kid goes, cool. <laughs> holds on to his chest. I'm not moving the rest of the day. Kid did not move muscle. He sat still. He didn't write anything didn't down. Do didn't do any school, but he did not move. I was able to teach. It was a great day. So I'm gonna. Oh, we forgot some news about oh. the NBA. Yeah. Um, the Bulls signed Billy Donovan today. Mm, never the heard coach of him. From the Thunder. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a very, very, very good ad. I think personally. Yeah. Um, I think it makes Chicago better instantly. I mean, he's a good coach and he has good talent. So. They won't compete, but they'll be better. Sure. Sounds he could have won Coach of the Year this year, taking the Thunder to the playoffs. One of those guys that will bring a winning culture to the program, like we just said with uh, what's-his-face in Las Vegas. You know yeah. that guy. All right. Sorry. Can, can Wes, the standings for trivia are currently myself one and James one. Based off of your description, you have juicy trivia for us today. So my first answer, whatever the question may be, is O.J. Simpson. Just kidding. You got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Five points. All right, Wes, go ahead. Take it away. All right. So for trivia today, we got a 2-2-1. We got two baseball, two football, one basketball. Dang it. Sounds like I got a chance at four of them. Number one. (laughs) Roberto Clemente won 12 Gold Glove Awards, which is tied with which other player uh, by an outfielder? By an outfielder. By an outfielder. 12 gold gloves. I got an idea. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to wait. I'd like to guess before I give you all the multiple choice. I want to say it so bad. I'm going to say Willie Mays for the two points. All right. So I'll give you all the, the four, and then we'll let we'll let James uh, pick. All right. So is it A, Ken Griffey Jr., B, Ichiro, C, Willie Mays, or D, Al Kaline? Okay, my other option I thought might be because I know this person's won a lot of them was Alex Gordon. So when you said Al, I was like, "Dang it!" But you didn't say it, so I'm happy. Well, I'm just gonna go with something different, just to switch it up. Uh, I'm just gonna go with a guy I like a lot. Not my favorite player, but I'm gonna go Ichiro. All right, tied with Roberto Clemente at 12. Willie Mays. Ding, 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 ding. With Ken Griffey and Ichiro and Al Kaline all have 10. The guy is known as one of the greatest defenders of all time. And someone says, Willie Mays, he always made every play look way harder than it actually was because he would wait and jog back to the ball instead of sprint back to it and wait for it and make that amazing over-the-shoulder running catch. Did it all the time. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. But a lot of players didn't, lot of players didn't like him for it. 
who Indians well, get out it worked of the out well for him. Did work it, out for him with 12 gold gloves. And for Jake, Jake takes an early 2-0 lead. Mm. As All I right. expected. Into, I'm going to need that when we get to the basketball question. Question number two, exactly. Question number two. Which pitcher has the most wins versus the Yankees in the wild card, card, well, wild wild card era? era? So it's 1995 to present. Any guesses? I mean, I always have a guess, but it's probably wrong. Hmm. Can you ask the question again? It was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, was it juicy? Pitch, which pitcher has the most wins versus the Yankees in the wild card era, which is 1995 to present? All right. I got my guess, but I'm going to wait to guess. hear the positive. I'm going to wait as well because there's a few running through my head. All right. Is it A, Pedro Martinez? B, Roy Halladay, C, Chris Sale, or D, James Shields? Ooh, it was neither of the guys I was thinking. I was thinking Kurt Schilling, honestly. I was thinking Kurt Schilling, John Lester, and David Price, because Price has been on the Red Sox and the uh, Rays his whole career. So, okay, can you read the options Thank again? Thank you. <laughs> Is it A, Pedro Martinez, B, Roy Halladay, C, Chris Sale, or D, James Shields? It's the Ooh. most wins for the first of the Yankees in a season. Oh, in a season? In a season. Oh, I thought this was oh. in a career. I did too. Oh, well, I'm very glad I didn't guess. Okay. Roy Halladay, James Shields, Carlos Martinez, or Pedro no. Martinez. Yeah. And who was the last one? Chris Sale. Do I go first? It is your pick, James, since Jake went first last time. <sighs> I'm going to stick to my trend and go with the not obvious guy. And I'm going to say James Shields. I was going to say James Shields. I'm going to stick with it. All right. I chose not Willie Mays, even though I knew that was the right well, answer. Well, that was a dumb strategy. <laughs> I'm intentionally get this wrong. <laughs> That's because I don't want it to be. Well, I guess he still would have been ahead by one. Going five and one in 2008, Roy Halliday. Oh wow! How did he play him that many times? Yeah, because then you play the, the, the Blue Jays. Oh, the Blue right. Jays. Ah, oh, that's where I missed it. All yeah, right. I was gonna say, I was like, did he just throw that, pull that name out of a hat? Okay. What? Yeah, that's what, what? Start. what led you to uh, ask that question? I wonder. Uh, I looked up MLB trivia and oh, found it. Good one. <laughs> Solid. Like okay. your work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, anyways, uh, no one gets that one right. So now we are still at two zero. James still has three questions to go. And uh, all right, number three, getting into football. In See my dog's head. Yes. What? I'm sorry. Hi, Sugar. Sugar. Oh, she can't hear me. All right. Not a chance. In 2000, who became the first team to make four first-round picks in the same draft? Say again. In 2000, which team became the first team to make four first-round picks in the same draft? I, I'm not going to guess. James, any, uh, any, any takers? I'm going to explain my thought process here. My first thought was, oh, here's something. See all this marker on my hands? This is because a kid in my class today thought it'd be great if, while I walked past him, he flung his marker at me to get ink on my back. And my shirt, the first time I wore it, is covered in blue, purple, and orange ink. I, I want to punch that kid right in the face. Well, I <laughs> want to keep my job. But I did write him a referral and send him to the office and have a very stern talking with him. Got him. Yeah, got him. He would get that one. Well, what's your second? You said two things. Oh, so <laughs> I was thinking it's probably a very bad team, right? Because they got four draft picks the first round. But no matter whether you're a good team or a bad team, you got one draft pick. It, it's what everyone gets. So I'm thinking that they had a semi-decent team, traded away some people to get some more players because they decided that they were going to go into a rebuild. That's I'm going to take process. a guess. Thought process. I don't really care if I get it wrong. Okay. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. Wait. Okay. It, Oh, this is football. Okay, I was thinking baseball still. Continue. All right. Into the multiple choice. All right. Is it A, the Cleveland Browns, B, the New York Jets, C, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or D, the Buffalo Bills? Ooh. Interesting, James. Was it actually on there, or did you just say that? Well, you can't say that because then that would ruin it if I <laughs> I can't say the Bills then. I could give you we'll a see. possible answer. Hmm. I'm going to say I, I really don't have an idea. I know all these teams were, like I said, mediocre, not terrible back then. I'm going to say the Jets. 
right? Making Got Bill Parcell back then. In 2000, in the same division as the Bills, the New York Jets. Well, I definitely had to pick it up. <laughs> you got to start guessing, James. Ding, ding. I, I mean, they had Bill Parcell. A new coach just moved into the area. He probably wanted to get some trade bit, draft picks to rebuild their team. So that's yeah. my pro- thought process. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Good guess right there. All right. Another NFL question right here. Jake takes a 3-0 lead, commanding, one might say. All right, number four. In 2013, which quarterback broke a record for throwing a pick six in four straight games? Could you say um, the question again? I'm sorry. In 2013, which quarterback broke a record for throwing a pick, pick six in four straight games? 2013. I go first. This is... Um, let's see, Jake, James, James. This is James first. This well, is James. James went first when he didn't have to in the last round. Okay, then because we can go he guessed. So I'm gonna do it just out of courtesy to James because I could play defense. Just answer the same thing as him. So I'm actually going to guess because okay. I wanted to make it impossible for James to catch up. <laughs> and I'm gonna Thanks, say man. the pothead himself, Jay Cutler. I'm gonna guess on the next question, so you can give the possible answers. All right, so the four possible answers are, is it A, Matt Schaub, B, Eli Manning, C, Jay Cutler, or D, John Kitna? John Kitna? Who do you play for, Cincinnati? The Lions. Oh, yeah, before Matt Stafford. Man, those were the the dog days of runaway. Let's go Eli Manning for fun. Ooh. I mean, he was terrible in the regular season. Throwing a pick six in four straight games was Matt Schaub with the Houston Texans. Really? Should have known it was a That Texas. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, he had a really good season before that, making the Pro Bowl. And yep. then the next season, he was terrible. So. All right. Should pull one of Jake's. This one's worth three points, right? Eight points. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is my 10 point question. <laughs> this has some basketball and some music with it as well. So. NBA star Kevin Love's uncle. Mike Love is a founding member of which rock band? What? Is it a famous rock band? Like, he, he'll know it? Yeah, I mean, y'all should know it. Is it like rock rock or like pop rock? Uh, I mean, it's, it was it's, it's, it's back in the day. So it's not like his, it's Kevin Love's uncle. So like 70s. Oh, man. He's made this harder. Um, let's I gotta see. guess, but I'm gonna wait till I hear the answers. Here's the thing: because you just said what jo- what decade it is, I know that this is gonna be one of the selections. So I may as well just say it now, because if it is a selection, I'm gonna guess it. I'll let James go first though, because it's his turn to go first. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, gotta take a let's guess. Go Met- let's go, Metallica. Ooh, oh. why you gotta do that to me, James? Right. I was gonna say Metallica. Now I can't. ACDC. All right. I'll give you all the question, and uh, we'll see if, since neither of those were on the list. Is it really? Okay. Neither of them. Is it A, the Bee Gees, B, the Beach Boys, C, Aerosmith, or D, the Eagles? First off, the Beach Boys are not a rock band, so if it's them, I'm going to punch you through the screen. <laughs> I... I- I'll take a guess, another guess, just for funsies, and I will say uh, uh, whatever your third one was. The Aer- Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Yeah. I could see that one being true, honestly. I'll say the Bee Gees. It is B, the Beach Boys. What? Wesley! Punch him. <laughs> that is like the furthest thing. Here, here's Rock. They'll have fun, fun, fun till their daddy takes the T bird away. Hey, that's Rock. <laughs> I said it was 70s. <laughs> no, you said it was a rock band. I said 70s rock. If I, I was thinking pop, like Metallica, ACDC. I said pop rock. What, what would you call that? You would call that pop music. Pop rock. Or alternative. Oh, get out of here with that alternative. It's not rock. <laughs> yes, it is. Here's the dealio. I won. That's all that matters. Congratulations, James, on your second straight loss. Uh, enjoy the spoils of defeat. Um that's our show for today. I don't think we have any interesting stories. I mean, pretty much this whole show is interesting stories. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can, As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
Um, like us on all those platforms and see all the great stuff we put out. I'm going to try to be a little more active on social media. I'm going to give the accounts over to James and Wes and Toby so I'm not the only one posting on there because I'm just simply too busy. I need some help. And he's um, only posting things about the Indians. And I pretty much only post things about the Indians. It's a very good point. And I retweet stuff. with the. <laughs> Sometimes I retweet stuff thinking I'm retweeting as myself um, or commenting as myself, but then I'm like, oh, well, I guess apparently the swinging bunt cares about math now. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, anyways, that's that. Please follow us on Patreon. Become a patron. Uh, You can support us monetarily there. Send some money to help support the show. This does cost us a little bit each month, and it'd be great to keep pumping out the free content to you guys. So if you like what you hear, uh, support us there, and share us with your friends, your family, your children. Make people listen to it or threaten to stop being their friend. Whatever it takes, because uh, I know you love us, and we love you too. With that being said... Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll catch you next week.